Now, if you love rugby league, I know that you're going to love Oztac. Now, if you love Oztac, if you love going to the beach in the summer, which I think we all do uh, during the summertime, going to the beach and playing some beach footy, now that gets upgraded. You can play some beach Oztag through Evo Sports. Go to Evo Sports' website. You can grab tags for 10% off. 10% off with the code BIGLES10. Make sure you go and you get yourself some tags before it is too late. Before the summer ends, the summer's not done yet, ladies and gentlemen, and there's plenty of sun out in that beautiful sky at the moment, so make sure you go and you get yourself some Evo Sports tags ASAP. EvoSports.com. Get yourself some sports tags. Get the Oz tags. You get a full kit, guys, a full kit, which includes Oz tags. It includes cones, um, and it includes the belts themselves as well. It also includes a beach football, waterproof football. So in case you're kicking in the water, in case your mate is a nutcase and he kicks it in the water, it's going to be okay because it is a waterproof football. Make sure you go and get that kit. 10% off. It is almost robbery. Go to evosportsco.com.au. Hello and welcome back to Big Les's League and all rugby league experience. I'm your host, Big Les. I want to talk about the RPLA and the NRL's disagreement, uh, as well as obviously the recent news that uh, round one could potentially be postponed due to this disagreement. I've got two statements made over the past two months. I'm going to talk about some personal experience with this, uh, not personal as in me, personal as in my mum who used to work under Peter Volandis and some of the things that she's told me as well, just giving you a bit of insight into this situation. So uh, the first statement I'll read out, this was published on January the 31st and it goes into a bit of detail about what the RPLA are asking for. This is in terms of the NRLW pregnancy and and carers policy and for private health insurance uh, for NRL and NRLW players. Uh, during times of when they need it. Now, they also were bargaining for compensation after retirement. So when players retire, whether NRL or NRLW, when they retire, they get at least three to four years compensation uh, just in case they get injured and stuff like that, which I think is pretty fair enough. So this is um, just a walk walkthrough, basically, of the last few months before this was out. This was published on the 31st of January. So uh, it says... the. RPLA statement 31st of Jan. In response to commentary and releases about the players' CBA negotiations, in brackets it says specifically an NRLW pregnancy and carers policy and private health insurance, this is the RPLA's position on how the last few months have unfolded. The RPLA developed the first pregnancy and parental leave policy for consideration in bargaining. The NRL rejected that draft policy. The RPLA then received an NRL pregnancy and carers policy in October, but it was rejected by the RPLA because it was not substantial enough and its coverage was inadequate. The NRL then requested further clarification and information on the RPLA's policy. 
The RPLA provided that information but heard nothing from the NRL until receiving its CBA proposal, which made it clear that the NRL would not agree to a policy as part of the CBA. The NRL would not only consult with the RPLA on the development of the policy, no such policy was included in the NRL's most recent CBA proposal uh, for review. The RPLA has again reiterated the need for this fundamental policy to be agreed and form part of the NRLW CBA. The RPLA did propose that private health insurance would be funded through the salary cap, conditional upon agreement to the player's proposal financial model, including the revenue share NRLW salary cap and NRL minimum salary, all significantly higher than what the NRL announced publicly and standardised match fees for all players. Those conditions have not been met. We are in agreement on on multi-season contracts. However, we do not agree with the NRL's position of six-month contracts in 2023 and a changing of the uh, the mode under the term. So that's what the RPLA have made. Uh, they've made this statement on the 31st of January. So obviously a month ago now, uh, and obviously basically talking about pregnancy and parental leave uh, and a carer's policy as well. So I think everything they're pretty much asking for here, the RPLA is pretty fair enough. Now, you probably heard me say this term a few times, collective bargaining agreement is CBA. So CBA is collective bargaining agreement. A collective bargaining agreement is an agreement between the NRL and the Rugby League Players Association, RPLA, that determines the minimum terms and conditions of players' contracts and other important aspects of the game, including medical support, funds, the handling of off-field matters, and investment in the women's game. Now, that was from an article published on the 17th of January this year. Now, it also says, NRL players are reportedly threatening to boycott the season's official launch and uh, and refuse to promote the competition amid ongoing delays with finalising the new collective bargaining agreement, the CBA. Now, the article continues to say, the NRL and the RPLA were initially set to reach an agreement regarding the CBA in October last year before the previous agreement expired on October 31st. However, the two parties have been unable to reach an agreement thus far. Despite the failure to reach an agreement on set on the CBA, the NRL has announced a new salary cap for the 2023 season, prompting players to speak out against the league for trying to bypass the IPLA. Now, this was a statement from Chad Townsend. It has in this article, We want a well-funded past players program. Better funding for the Injury Hardship Fund, funding for a medical support fund, agreement rights on our employment conditions, match fees outside the cap, and a first ever CBA for women. North Queensland Cowboys player Chad Townsend said the statement after the NRL announced the salary cap outside of the CBA in December, which I think is pretty stingy from the NRL just quietly. Now, what about the NRLW? The lack of a CBA is even more concerning for NRLW players who have been warned against signing contracts until an agreement has been reached. Without a CBA in place, NRLW players are not only uncontracted and unaware of where the season will kick off, but also uninsured and therefore not protected if they sustain injuries during the preseason training. 
that for me is the worst part that the NRLW players are pretty much uncertain on where they're playing. I think Emma Tonegato has contracted herself uh, with the Wallabies Rugby Sevens girls team or um, one of the Rugby Wallabies girls teams. I saw her in a jersey in an ad somewhere, so I think she's signed uh, over uh, switching codes into rugby. You know, really talented NRLW players leaving the competition, obviously, because there is no security. There are no contracts. Now, the article goes on to say, what does this mean for fans? As the 2023 NRL season kicks off, uh, obviously, on March 2nd, uh, the standoff between players and the league grows more tense. But currently, it does not look like the boycotts will have much of a tangible impact on fans. This week, players have started to boycott the league's media and promotional requests ahead of the season's official launch. Obviously, uh, you saw what happened with the Sharks. They didn't speak to the media, um, obviously, because they want the CBA. Uh, they want everything sorted out before the season kicks off. And obviously, they are still in that disagreement. So they are going to boycott the media and they were doing that all pretty much at the back end of December and going into January and we sort of heard about that early January that these things uh, were happening. Now, according to SMH, the Cronulla Sharks, Melbourne Storm, St. George, Illawarra Dragons, and the 2022 Premiers, the Penrith Panthers, have all blocked media requests uh, from the NRL after the latest CBA proposal submitted on Friday failed to meet the RPLA's expectations. Currently, this means promotional material ahead of the season launch may be missing a few popular faces, and the NRL's own media outlet likely won't have much in the way of player interviews from those involved in the boycott. While this may not have much of a tangible impact on the fans in the preseason period, the RPLA has backed players' desires to continue a total boycott of commercial and promotional work for the NRL until an agreement is reached, even if this continues into the season. Melbourne Storm's Christian Welsh has stressed that everything's on the table when it comes to boycotts amid allegations that the NRL is trying to bully players into agreement. Now, this is from uh, well, this is from Christian Welsh to a news source. We've been trying to do the right thing by not kicking up a stink. And the biggest thing for the players is that we don't want to take away from the fans because they're the ones who support clubs and buy season memberships and jerseys. So obviously, this this has got nothing to do with the fans. It's all to do with the NRL disagreeing with the RPLA and obviously the players not getting uh, fair treatment per se. Now, only six days ago, this statement comes out from the RPLA. To clarify recent media reporting that has caused confusion, the RPLA has not received a new financial offer from the ARL Commission and NRL in 2023. For further avoidance of doubt, the financial offer from the ARLC is a total figure that captures all of the players' salaries, benefits and funding for programs. The last financial offer from the RPLA received from the ARLC and NRL was on December 23rd, 2022 for $1.347 billion. Now, it sounds like a lot. But look, when you count in all of the other things that they're asking for and all the other things that they need uh, for both not just the NRL, NRL but the NRLW as well, uh, they obviously need a few more things, not just money. Now, the financial offer on December 23rd, 2022 for $1.347 billion is the same figure that has been reported yesterday and today as a new offer. 
In January 2023, the RPLA sent a counter-proposal to the ARLC and the NRL. This counter-proposal did not request any additional money above the ARLC's financial offer from December 2022. The ARLC financial proposal was recycled and positioned as the new information to the media. Given the relative progress that was made during last week's negotiations, as well as Tuesday's official announcement of an in-principle agreement for NRLW financial terms, this does not help either party make further progress. The RPLA's counter-proposal, which does not request any additional money from the ARLC, is still before the NRL and is capable of acceptance. We remain actively involved in bargaining this week. We will continue to negotiate on key areas important to players, including RPLA autonomy and agreement rights on core terms and conditions. This is still much more work to do as we continue to negotiate a joint CBA for NRL, W and NRL players, which captures all their terms and conditions. So they're asking for a joint CBA. They're not asking for any more extra money. They're not asking about money. People think that it's about money. Players get called greedy. It's not about money. That's not what they're asking for. They're asking for a joint CBA. They're asking for the pregnancy policy and the carer's policy from the NRL uh, for NRLW players who obviously get pregnant. It's going to happen. The young women, they're going to get pregnant if they are in a relationship. It is going to happen. Whether it's obviously while they're playing or after they retire, at some stage, obviously, they're going to want to start a family, some of these girls. So, obviously, they're going to get pregnant. Now, further on to, the, on to this, obviously yesterday and the day before, um, we heard that the NRL round one, the opening game round one is going to be postponed because of these disagreements and because of alleged boycotts from ex-players banding together, planning to boycott the round one game during the game. That was, they were going to protest against um, what the NRL is doing and obviously to get an agreement from the NRL um, here, from Peter Volandis, who's running the show at the moment. Uh, they want to get this sorted sooner rather than later. Not not only do the players want to get this sorted, but so do the fans. Obviously, the fans want to get this sorted too because we don't want the season to be delayed because of this dis- disagreement. We've got to... Um, get an agreement here because we as I said we do not want this season to be delayed it's going to be terrible for the players it's also going to be terrible for the fans so the sooner we get this uh, agreement done and dusted the better for absolutely both parties here now before I end this podcast there is a post on the RPLA's Instagram actually going through everything that they want so Let's go through this post together. I'll read out everything that they've got on this post. The first thing they want is a new medical support fund. Why? Because players are excluded from workers' compensation legislation. In the current CBA, players only have 12 months to have any surgeries and rehabilitation paid for that will help fix the injuries they've suffered during their careers. The players want the game's first medical support fund to ensure past NRL and NRLW players can have these surgeries covered well into retirement. So that's the first thing that they want here. I was sort of talking about that before. 
Now, the second thing they want is a first ever NRLW CBA because those players don't have one and they deserve one. The CBA for women would provide the contract security players need and the full terms and conditions that would help protect them and their families. The CBA would give the game the best opportunity to attract and retain young female talent. Better terms for the most vulnerable players because the average NRL career is less than 45 games, making your way into the NRL and NRLW and building a career is tough. You need to be supported to make it happen. Players need better training wages, better minimum salaries, more contracts and contract certainty, uh, match fees and transition benefits, all to support players, but specifically middle and lower income earners. A new past players program. Why? Because what the play, what the game does now is not enough. Players' careers are getting shorter and the game is faster and harder. It can all be over at any moment and you don't always get to choose when that moment is. We need to help NRL and NRLW players transition into life beyond the playing field. The next one is fair agreement rights because players need to agree to all core terms of employment. Once they are agreed, they shouldn't be able to be changed again without the player's agreement. Those are basic and common employment rights. Players should have them. Agreement rights include hours worked, obligations, number of matches played, wage structures, when the players can secure a contract, pregnancy and parental policies, and fines, which are illegal in other workplaces. The next one is an improved injury hardship fund because it needs to account for the additional eligible players, more than 250 across 10 women's teams and the Dolphins coming into the CBA model. It needs to be expanded to also support players who suffer serious injuries and can't secure another contract until rehab is complete. A fair share of revenue because players, clubs, and states generate the money for the game. It is responsible for players to have a fair share of the revenue they bring in. If players help the game generate more money than it expects, they should get their fair share. That share isn't just going into salaries. Players wanted to fund new programs and benefits uh, that will support current, future, and past players. So that is what these players are asking for. That's what the RPLA is asking for. I think that's pretty fair enough. I think that the NRL need to go ahead and accept this one and quick because obviously we do not want a delayed season here, guys. We want uh, the season to start sooner rather than later. We want the first game to be on March 2nd when it usually should be. We don't want the season to be delayed because of boycotts, because the NRL will not accept these fair terms, these fair terms that the RPLA is asking for here. Let me know what you guys think about this one. It just proves to all of you guys and clarified obviously that these players are not guilty. These players are asking for fair things, fair things. And I'm positive that the NRL should look at this and accept this. These terms. Oh,